0: Hi, I'm Ben and welcome to the Productive Project Manager podcast. Where I'll be talking to you about project management, agile delivery, and how you can improve your productivity at home and at work. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Productive Project Manager podcast. And this week I'm gonna be talking to you about how to maximize your productivity from home. So this was taken from a webinar that I hosted a few weeks back. Three of the episodes I've done already. One was how to stay in control of your project. The next one was how to run kick-ass meetings. And the last one was how to maximize collaboration with your team. And this is all about working remotely. So for a lot of us, this is a new thing. And all of these episodes and the webinar is giving you lots of approaches and tips that you can start using straight away with your teams as a project manager. To help improve your collaboration, you know, run better meetings, and ultimately be more productive for yourself personally at home. So, how to maximize your productivity from home? You think there'd be less distractions at home, but at the moment, this isn't normal. Lots of people at home with families, so you think that everyone could be more productive from home, but at the moment, this isn't normal. There's Lots of distractions, lots of worries, stress, anxiety about everything that's going on in the world. Plus, normally when you get into the office, it, without even realising, your mindset changes a little bit because you're there. You know, you're with your bosses, you're with your colleagues, you're in a different environment. But when you're at home, you tend to be more relaxed. It's harder to get into work because normally when you get home, you want to forget about it in a lot of cases. So there's a real challenge to get yourself in the right mindset. And some of the approaches I'm going to take you through today are going to help with that. When you're thinking about how you can improve your productivity from home, you can break it down into three simple sections. First one is, you know, how do you start the day? So that's all about how you plan it and the structure that you have for the day. And that also links into making sure you're focusing on what's going to create real value for for you and your company as well the next one is you know how do you run it so that's about removing distractions and how do you stay really focused during the day and then the last section is unsurprisingly how do you finish the day so a big part of this is planning the next day and you're probably thinking, get okay, towards the end of the day, I don't want to start thinking about the next day. But I'll talk about this in a little bit more detail because it really helps you put closure on the day so you can switch off knowing that you have already thought about the next day, it's already partially planned out, and you just have a more relaxed evening to actually really get away from work, which is so important when your work environment is now your home environment as well. So how you start the day. The approach you can take is to create what I call simply the day planner. Now, the day planner is a simple, it's quick, and it's an adaptive approach that can help you plan and structure your day. And it just takes five, 10 minutes each morning, but it saves you countless time that can be lost to distractions or procrastination or working on things that just aren't important, aren't going to give you value, you know, aren't going to move you forward in the day or even in your career. And how you do that is grab a notepad and you write down what are the 10 things you want to complete that day and put them in pencil or you can do them in pen but it's better in pencil at first because you might need to adjust these a little bit. And you want to have a mixture of important, medium and low priority actions. So the important one is you absolutely have to get it done that day. It's, you know, in theory it should be one of your harder tasks, but it's got a deadline on it. You know, it's going to make a real impact to your team or to yourself. So just, it's better to just pick one and know that you can finish that one. And then have around five or so mediums. So again, these are really important, but if you don't do them, you know, the project's not going to end. It's not a a really, really big issue if you don't do them, but they are still important. You should do them to progress in your project or whatever your role is. And then you need a few low priority ones. And the low ones are just day-to-day tasks. It could be something like doing your timesheets, something that's just gonna keep ticking you over in the job that you need to do. They're not just anything, they're still important, but if you don't do them, it's fine. And then the last thing you need to do is mark the important task with an I, all the medium ones with an M, and then any of your lows with an L. And this is just so you can clearly see which ones are which when you come to the next part, when you start to actually plan out your day. And then once you've done that, you've got a list of 10 or so things. It doesn't matter how beautifully you've written them out or, or rough, as long as you can read it, because this is just for you. It needs to be clear and it needs to be readable. So you've got your 10 or so underneath today's date with your... I for important, your mediums, and then your lows. And then the next thing you need to do, depending on the size of your notepad, so below this, alongside it, but it has to be um, on the same page or very close to it on the next page. It's it's not the end of the world if you can't fit it on one page. But you're now going to write down 30-minute slots your whole day because this is where you start to start to create your schedule. So if you start at 9 a.m., the first one is 9 a.m., A couple of lines down, 30, 10, 10.30, all the way up into the last half an hour. So if you finish at six, the last one you need on there is 5.30. And once you've done that, have a look at your work calendar and drop in there anything that's fixed. So if you've already got some meetings booked in, Drop in that meeting with the brief description of what it is. Just just enough so you know. Any other fixed appointments. I know you might have a doctor's or lunchtime. Put in lunch in there. And then in the final 30-minute slot, so that 5.30 slot, just add in plan the next day, and I'll come to this a little bit later. So now you look at your 10 or so actions, and you're going to start to drop them into those 30-minute slots. Just because you've got 30 minute slots in there doesn't mean that you have to complete one of those actions in 30 minutes because some of those actions might be tackling a small part of a very large task. So if you do have big tasks, break them down into smaller, more achievable actions. And it could just be for 30 minutes, I'm gonna work on planning this part of the project. You're not gonna finish it, but it doesn't matter because you've just done a part of it. And then, Move through your day filling up the slots as you go. Okay, I'd really recommend you do the hard tasks first because there's a quote that I love from a guy called Jertsy Gregorek who is a four times world weightlifting champion and he said hard choices easy life easy choices hard life or in a project sense you could say hard tasks easy project." Easy tasks, hard projects. And what that is saying is, if you put the hard stuff off, it's going to be harder for you in the long run. So you want to be tackling the harder stuff every day. It's not saying you fill your whole day with really hard tasks. But going back to my point about breaking down a part of a task... Always pick something tough to do. Don't put it off because it's just going to get harder for you. So always have something that's tough that you don't really want to do in your day just to keep chipping away at it. So you continue to drop in those tasks into your day. And if you're a morning person, do the hard stuff first. You know, Do the things that need a lot of brain power. If you've got more meetings you need to book in, book them in towards the end of the day in the afternoon when you're not so on it, if you start to wane at that point. Or if you're having one of those days, which we all do, when you're struggling for motivation, and it goes back to that point I made earlier about being at home, it's a different environment, not quite in the right mindset. Pick some of those low priority, those easy tasks and put them in at the start of the day. And that's not to contradict what I was saying earlier about do the hard tasks first, but on those days when you're struggling a little bit, doing some easy tasks first just gives you that momentum to get going. And once you get going and you think, right, I'm feeling focused now, I can start to do the harder tasks that are gonna be a little bit tougher for me. And then another thing to think about when you're planning in your time, as well as those 10 or so tasks, plan in when you're gonna check your email and you slack or have short breaks to, you know, go and get a cup of tea or fresh air or move. Because you're going to do this anyway during the day. So why not plan it in? Checking email can be so disruptive to your productivity and your focus. But if you put in a a task that you're going to do between 9 and 9.30, 9.30 and 10, and then at 10, I'm going to check my email, I'm going to send my Slack messages then you know you can just fully focus, be present on email, on Slack at that point. And the recipients of what you're responding to are going to get a a greater response as well. Plus, it just removes that distraction of, oh, I'll just go and check my email. I'll just go and check my email every 10, 15 minutes. All ones just popped up because you're not going to get the task done that you've planned out. And it's not gonna offer you much value. So plan in when you're gonna check email. The longer you can leave it, the better. But I know it really depends on the type of job you have, expectations as well. But checking email once an hour for most people that should be enough. So planning your email, planning when you're gonna check your Slack messages or teams or whatever it might be, and also those short breaks. So by this point, as I said before, you've got your top 10 actions all listed out with the I's and the L's and the M's and then you've got your whole day in 30 minute segments and then you've got all of your top 10 tasks down on a piece of paper broken down across those 30 minute slots now don't worry if you don't fit them all in that's fine because you never know when you're writing those 10 down that this is gonna fit into a perfect day just make sure you've got the ones that are gonna give you the most value and are achievable for that day so be realistic when you're writing down those 10, what I should say is it's not the top 10 highest priority actions you desperately want to complete, because you'll never get them done. It, that's why you need a bit of a blend of the importance and the mediums and the lows, because that's just being realistic. And if any of those are too big, you break them down into smaller ones. The last thing is plan the next day, where I said earlier, put in, in that 5.30 slot if you're finishing at six. What you do here is, it's just a few minutes work. You have a quick think about, what do I need to do tomorrow? And below that 5.30, write tomorrow's day, the date in there, and just drop in a few things you can think of. It might be 2 or 3, it might be 10, it doesn't matter. But whatever you can think of at that point, write it down. And you don't have to wait until 5.30 or that this last 30-minute segment. If you think of something during the day that you need to do tomorrow, drop it in there so you don't forget about it. But this really helps closure on the day because you don't want to be closing your laptop, going down, going to see the family, whoever it is you live with, or even even if you live on your own and still thinking and having those actions popping into your head about the next day, you need to close the day off as much as you can So write a few things down and then close that book, close that laptop and you can finish. So that's how you plan and structure your day. Now I'm just gonna go through a few tips to help minimize distractions during the day. Now this first one, is so simple, but start with a tidy desk. And this is to avoid being tempted to stop and tidy. And also, even if you're not tempted to stop and tidy, Just having that clutter around you, it can distract you from getting in really deep focus on a task. So you're working away and every now and again, it's gonna pop into your head. I need to tidy this desk up. It's Gonna pull you away a little bit from the task in hand so you're not gonna be quite as productive. So before you start, clear your desk, have everything you need on there, you know, glass of water, your notepad, your pens, whatever it might be, and it'll put you in the right frame of mind to then fully focus on work without distractions of, I need to tidy up. And then the next one is, don't have a desktop full of distractions. So is your desktop right now full of files, folders, pictures, all sorts of things. And every time you say something down from an email or wherever it is, you drop it onto your desktop. It's a little bit like the, the messy desk. Every time you pass, by that desktop of yours, it's gonna do a few things. One, it's gonna take you longer to find things, so you're not making the the best use of your time and things are gonna take you longer. Two, you're gonna be tempted to tidy up. It might cause you a bit of anxiety with just the sheer mess that's on there and I, I really need to tidy this because I may lose that file that I need or actually it should be stored somewhere else that's backed up. So clean your desktop. Just have one or two files on there. It's fine to save down to your desktop sometimes when you're, you've are you just quickly read something, but make sure you put it into place in the right folder at the right time. Keep it clean, make it nice and accessible. And again, that is going to help improve how productive you are during the day. And a little bit like the desktop, if you have a lot of browser-based tools, so you're always in Chrome or Safari or whatever it might be, don't have tens and tens of, browser tabs open at the same time because again it's going to take you longer to find things it's distracting can cause that element of anxiety again as well because you've just got so much going on oh where's sure i need to find something on here that i said i'd read or do and you can't find it so use tools like pocket if you get sent a really interesting article don't be tempted to jump in and read it straight away because that's going to pull you away from what you've planned and those small promises you've made to yourself at the start of the day. Open it, click on Pocket, it saves it straight to Pocket and then you can come back to it when you want to read it, not when someone sent you something to read. You know, Make sure you do things on your time that you've planned. Don't be led by information coming into you. It needs to go the other way. And then the next one is Use tools to help you stay focused. Now, you've broken down your day into 30-minute slots. Using a timer to keep you focused makes it a massive difference. Something as simple as Google Timer. Literally just type in the browser, Google Timer, and it pops up. As you're about to start that first slot, nine till 9.30, start a 30-minute timer, and you tell yourself, I am not gonna stop this task for anything within reason (laughs) obviously emergencies and things like that I'm not going to stop this task until that timer goes and it's a great way to stay focused and you'll realize it first and it is quite difficult how many times you're tempted to just quickly open that browser tab and read the BBC sport or check Facebook or have a look at my WhatsApp messages don't do it tell yourself I'm on this until that timer goes and then I'll move on to my next task. It takes practice, but it really does make a massive difference to your productivity and your focus. And it's satisfying. If you stay focused for that 30 minute slots, which doesn't sound that long, but it is quite hard, when it goes off and you're like, oh, I haven't done anything else apart from that one task. I've stayed fully focused for 30 minutes. It's so satisfying. So I really recommend that. Same approach, you can use an app like Forest forest again lets you set a timer and what it does is if you divert away from your forest app in any way that you basically break the streak but if you stay focused for 30 minutes at the end of it you get rewarded with a small bush or a tree and it gets automatically planted into your little digital forest and it's quite a sweet way and a small little motivator to actually stay focused and don't break that 30 minute slot because you start to build up this lovely virtual forest. It's just a bit of fun, but it does work. And then the last one on this is something I've been using for a couple of months now and it's called Freedom. It's a paid for tool, it's not free like the other ones, but what you do is you set it up and it is very easy to set up with all of the websites that you don't want to use during the working day because they're going to distract you from what you're doing. Gmail, um, BBC Sport again, Facebook, Twitter, you know, whatever it is. And you set a a timer. So the way I've got it set up is between 9 and 12, it automatically turns on. And then it turns off again between 12 and 1, which is my lunchtime and a break. And then it comes on again between 1 and 5 o'clock. And during those periods, not only does it block me from going onto any of those sites, and if you try to, it tells you you're blocked and you can't do it, it also blocks certain apps. So I can block my WhatsApp app, for example. And it's a great way because at first, you don't realise that how often you just naturally go and click on WhatsApp or go to a certain site without even thinking. But now when you do it, It just gets blocked. And the only way you can stop it, you have to physically go into the Freedom app and close it down. So, you know, it's very intentional and you're less likely to do it because that's enough of a reminder for you to go, hang on a minute. What am I doing? I need to focus. And over time, because of this, it just creates a new habit where you just stop checking because it's normal now. You just don't do it. So it's a great way to find that habit. So I really recommend Freedom as a tool. All right, the last thing is kill the notifications. If you're working from home, you do not need notifications on your mobile or even your mobile next to you. It depends on the job, but if you don't get that many phone calls and you're working on your laptop, put your mobile in another room. Put it across the other side of the room. Put it out of view, just away from where you are because it's another temptation to go and open that phone, check on WhatsApp, check on Facebook. If you can't reach it or see it, you're less likely to do it. And notifications are absolute productivity killer. Because you don't realize half the time, an email notification will pop up and you'll just click on it and have a little look or you'll start reading it if you've got the the ability to to read it on the front of your screen set up. You need to turn them off. You don't need them. You've got your laptop there and I also would recommend Turn them off on the laptop. If you're planning your day of when you're going to check email, when you're going to check Slack messages, when you're going to do certain tasks, why do you need notifications to tell you an email's just come in? You're going to check it in 30 minutes or whatever the time is you've set it. Same for Slack. Turn everything off. Get rid of those distractions. And if you feel slightly uncomfortable with turning these off, just do them for certain times of the day. So, like on iOS, and on the Mac, you can put on Do Not Disturb to block nearly all of the notifications and then flick it back on again when you need to. But turn off notifications makes it a really big difference. That's it. I hope you found that useful. I'd love to get your feedback on the show. And for more content, you can visit www.teambenwillmott.com all getting contacts at team ben wilmot on twitter and if you enjoyed the show i'd really appreciate a review on apple podcast or a follow on spotify all right thank you and see you next time